going to take it. Two legends in basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's get right to it. All right, welcome into another episode of the Ryan and Goodman podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He's Bob Ryan and uh, Bob's coming from his uh, humble abode. I'm coming to you from the Residence Inn in downtown Indianapolis, uh, where, Bob, the NCAA tournament starts today. Today. By the way, I want to know if they commemorate the fact that uh, 68 years ago today, Don Schlunt and Bobby Slick Leonard led the Hoosiers to the championship, beating <laughs> Kansas by one point. I, 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 that should be like a, a civic holiday. I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't seen any, I haven't seen anything uh, in Indy so far as I've walked around all day yesterday. That, by the way, is the first uh, tournament result of my youth that I was aware of a year later. Like you know, when I, I don't remember that it happened then, but see, because the next year LaSalle won. Oh really? And that was a big deal. We knew someone who had gone to LaSalle and, you know, and I was getting into really getting into basketball and I had come out anyway. And I learned that the year before Indiana had beaten Kansas. So anyway, one of their five championships, of course, things weren't going so well uh, lately with the Hoosiers. The first coach they had that couldn't even get to a a tournament and and since God knows when, and and that didn't work out so well, did it? What do you hear about a successor for? for yeah, we'll start there. That, that's good. We can start. Yeah. I didn't know where we wanted to start today. There's a lot to talk hey, about. You're in Indiana. You're yeah. in the heartland. You're in the mother love, the mother's milk of, of college basketball. Well, of we, basketball. we've said this over and over and over, and and people just some people just can't grasp the fact that Brad Stevens is not leaving um, the NBA and the yeah, Boston Celtics for for Indiana. Like he's not going there, guys. Like he's not leaving the Celtics period. Um, yes, things aren't going swimmingly for him right now in Boston. Uh, he's struggling this year, obviously, but he's not going uh, back to college right now. If, if he something happens to him with the Celtics, he will be hired within five minutes for another NBA opening. So um, that's where his head's at right now. And Indiana to me, so there's a lot of, of, of speculation out there about who will succeed Archie Miller. At Indiana, one school of thought, Bob, is that they're going to go with a former player. They're going to go with like a Mike Woodson or Keith Smart and surround those guys with college, you know, recruiters. You know, because of Juwan Howard, I think now the the narrative has started to change. And I'm not sure it should because I think Juwan is an outlier Mm -hmm. uh, as a former NBA player who's been successful as a college head coach. Most of them have failed. And I don't think like Mike Woodson at 62 years old who's never coached college, is going to be able to come in and get it done. By the way, we, we can't go to get ahead of the story. Things are going great this year right. with, with, with him. Yes. And it yes. doesn't mean that he's a long-term. It, That's it, right. It does not mean that it's 100% successful. Right. Um, unfortunately. Now, of course, he did the smart thing. He's, he got the wise Yoda sitting next to him. That, that helped. Which, yeah. which you always need in those circumstances, I think. So anyway, anyway, all right, I just want to have any names were popping up. You mentioned a couple of those. those I, yeah, I think – you know, I don't know. Like, if you want to go Keith Smart and surround him, like, 
I just think Indiana fans will be happy with that for now. But if they don't win, you know, again, winning the press conference means nothing. Zero. So, like, if you're Scott Dolson, they're AD. He's fairly new. To me, find a guy who, again, uh, I thought Archie Miller was the right hire in a sense. I think he's a really good coach. I don't think he fit Indiana, Bob. And the problem was when he was hired four years ago. So, he wanted Ohio State. He had coached as an assistant under Thad at Ohio State. And what happened was um, Indiana opened up and Sean Miller, his brother, told him, you got to take it. You got to take it. You're at Dayton. You got to take it. Just like I did. I went Xavier to Arizona. You got to do it. He listened to Sean and um, he didn't really want to go. And then all of a sudden, Ohio State opens two months later. So I think in his mind, it was always, man, like if I waited two more months, I could because he doesn't like the fishbowl. He just wants to coach ball and oh, Indiana well, and Ohio state basketball are completely that's, different. That's foolish. That's, that's naivete of the dance degree. You yeah. don't want fishbowl. You're going to go to a school like uh, right. IU with yep. the history, particularly. Oh my God, man, that that's foolish. All right, if that's the case. So you got to have a guy, whoever you hire next, either. Um, and and I, I just don't think Indiana has a guy in the family that fits like Keith Smart Mike Woodson, they haven't been in college. Like, I don't, I just don't think that because Juwan Howard did it, it's going to work for everybody. So mm-hmm. I would still get in a step. Listen, they have not reached out as of recording this podcast. We're recording Thursday morning. They have not reached out to Chris Beard or Scott Drew yet, which is incredible to me, which means really? yeah. it leads yeah. me to believe, Bob, that they already have their guy. Uh, and is it like John Beeline? Is it one of those guys I just mentioned, the former IU stars? Is it another coach currently coaching in the NCAA tournament mm. that they're waiting to kind of finalize things with? We'll, we'll get more info, but that's kind of where we stand with, with, with Indiana right now. Okay. All right. So you're in Indiana. You're heading up the Mackey Arena where Tom Mizzou was kiddingly saying you know, uh, that he should thinks that Matt Painter should over, invite him over for brunch since he since he beat up on him a couple <laughs> in our house i didn't know this thing about i've never that's one of the they're not on my 201 list you know you've never been to, you've never been to I, mackey i've never been to a game there oh I've my seen, goodness i i was in west lafayette once we we drove wow. we the campus which i thought was better than people say it, it has a i've never seen this song they always put purdue down Right, because well, the sun has never been out. I've never been in West Lafayette and seen the but sun. I didn't, we were there in the summer, and I didn't think it was so horrible. You know, yeah, it's I probably mean, not it, in the summer. No, well, it, it looked fine to me. But anyway, people, I know it doesn't have the greatest reputation among Big Ten venues. I it's a great venue. It, it their fans. I mean, are, I mean, the the, the, the camp. Right, right. But no, I know the, the building. We saw the building. I, I think I saw the gym, but I always try to break into the gym, you know, when I when I'm going somewhere. But little Rick Mount, did you did you, you know looking for the Rick Mount statue? Oh well, no. But by the way, I had uh, a breakfast in Lebanon, Indiana, uh, in honor of Rick Mount once. Don't worry, I I always try to pay homage to yep. you know to the and one I, of the and greatest. I had, I, I, and, and Scott Skiles, I had breakfast there too in Plymouth, you know. So you know, anyway, um, that that that's a given. <laughs> so so. We'll, we'll go through a couple things. So here, I'm here now, and there's no feel to it yet. There's no atmosphere. Again, you know, I walked around yesterday, and, um, you know, they're having a total, Bob, of 25 media for every game. That's all there is. Five beat writers. Five beat writers for each side. A yep. couple national people, 
25 people total. So there's no, there, there's no fans here yet. Okay. Again, it's still Thursday morning. Like yeah. we, we're a little bit early. We'll see what it's like. Uh, next time I talk to you, I'll have a lot more information about like the atmosphere and everything like that. But the, sure. the most interesting thing for me yesterday was I walked over to the baseball field, victory field. The yeah. Right. Field. Right. And yeah. Tell me what, what it's really look, what, what it looks like. So all the hotels, the great thing about Indy, if people don't know for the final four is it's so condensed. Yeah. Everything is a 10 minute walk, no matter where. Right. So that's beautiful. So you can get around really easy. All the hotels. So Bob, on one hand, I'm like, this could be the great, they should do this in the future. When, when life gets back to normal, imagine having all 68 teams and what the atmosphere would be in this city. If you had all 68 teams here, like it would be, for me, it's like a playground because I got every coach here. I could see them in their hotel rooms. I could, you know, like I could get so much done here. But obviously right now, they're only allowed out of their hotel rooms to go to practice, uh, to go to games, and to go to Victory Field. They have time slots. So I went over there yesterday. I don't know if you uh-huh. saw my Twitter, but but I took some pictures and took some videos from beyond the fence. Of <laughs> The field is split up into like three or four sections. So you've got like – Teams playing badminton, like Wisconsin. Their uh-huh. staff was playing badminton. Their players were throwing around the football. Then you had like Texas is playing kickball. Um, they have uh, spike ball. So they yeah. got all these things. And um, like, like you know, they, they, they're they escorted from their hotel there. They get a however long it is, a half an hour, whatever, do whatever they want. And then they go back, they get escorted back. And it's like the wreck time at the prison, uh, uh, walking the yard. Yeah, it kind of it, it, it did have a little bit of that feel. <laughs> well, by the way, uh, I got to tell you a quick victory field yeah. story. Uh, I, I've been there for a couple of games, and in one of them, Drew Henson hit the game-winning home run in the twelfth inning. Really for the for, for the Columbus. Wow, he was yeah. That's one of my milestone games. It'll be recorded in my forthcoming book. Of, Great of, quarterback, of, talented quarterback. Well, he vied with Tom Brady. Yeah, that's you right. Know? That's right. Yeah, crazy. But I saw crazy. him hit this game-winning home run in the 12th inning. So there wow. you go. <laughs> um, so nice yeah, so nice ballpark. It's been a weird experience, Bob. It's been a weird experience. Oh, I, cannot, I can't even imagine. I, can, I won't say I can imagine because yeah. I can't imagine. It's- I'm happy for these kids. And, and again, most of the kids, the weird part is, okay, so a lot of these kids don't know any better. Like Cade Cunningham doesn't know any better. This He's a freshman. His whole season has yeah. been – somewhat like this right like yeah. oh hey, yeah don't sure. go out you're yeah. testing every day don't go out don't do anything stupid you know i don't know how many fans they have in stillwater but he'll have similar amount of fans probably in, in, in games in stillwater than he'll have um this weekend so the seniors it's different like the guys who have been in the ncaa tournament before then it's different oh, yeah. but a lot of the freshmen and sophomores those guys haven't they didn't play in a tournament last year the sophomores right and this right. year they're yeah. getting a completely different experience. The Ryan and Goodman podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college hoops, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. 
Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't sit in the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So uh, we got a strange game. We got the that game in which the combined. 13 national championships, although the idea of UCLA is so out of it now. You know, people have if – if you're 30 – if you're 20, forget about it. If you're even 30, you have no feel for the UCLA thing. Yeah. You know, you don't, the, you don't know, you know, what it was all about. And uh, so they're, they're not a relevant player the way they should be, frankly, and nope. they're not. Uh, can Mick Cronin oh, – I'm at quickly. Mick Cronin, is he the answer? Um, I, I think give him more time. You know, it's year two. The the good thing about McCronin is he's a really good coach. He did a great job at Cincy rebuilding that thing. He did it with toughness and grit. If he can find a way to mesh that toughness and grit that he had at Cincy with the, uh, I don't want to say soft, but skilled uh, California players, then he's got something going. Be careful now. You know, one of the. Exactly. I don't want to call him soft. I, I don't no. want to do <laughs> okay. But like, you know, they were supposed to have a kid this year, Bob. You remember they, they, they had a kid coming named Deshaun Nix, and he was all set to come and play UCLA, and he was like a Lonzo <laughs> Ball type point guard. And, um, mm-hmm. and instead, he went the G League route. He went that oh. G League Ignite route. So that hurt them big time. They got another good point guard in Tiger Campbell, but, you know, if they had both of them, man, they, they could be. They would have been really good. And Nick's, Nick's decided to do it right before the start of the season. So it crushed Mick, Mick Cronin. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I remember that. Yeah. So what, what did you think of the referee story? Well, when I first <laughs> – I'm going to just throw the ball in your court because you got the stuff. But when I first heard it, one of the names, the first before they decided they're not going to tell us who that infamous six were, was yeah. Teddy Valentine. Yeah. yeah. And I know – and I thought – there were people applauding all over America. We don't have to worry about getting Teddy Valentine at, you know, showboating our game. Yeah. Now I, and I, yeah, it, so he's either the most famous or infamous referee in college basketball in our time. Right? I like Teddy. I actually really like Teddy. I know. I don't know. him. I yeah. just know, you know, this, the reputation. Yeah. You know? he, and, he's, he's and, entertaining. And, he's interesting. Um, he was not the one who got COVID just so you know. Uh, it was one of the other five refs that actually got COVID. I've talked to Teddy a lot <laughs> since this all went down. And Teddy actually got – here's the here's the thing that people don't know. All right, so let me give you the Cliff Notes version of what happened. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to hear So the refs are staying at the La Meridian here, okay? They come in and they, they check into their hotel Sunday night, okay? Big Ten tournament uh, is over Sunday. So you have a bunch of people staying at that hotel. Well, I guess it's not completely cleared out. So their rooms aren't ready. And they don't have food for them. So they are, I guess, told they can go out and get food. Okay? Because they got nothing ready. Now, I think what should have happened was they should have had meeting rooms ready and brought in food or whatever and spaced them out six feet apart. Okay? Instead, they went to Abe and Louie's, the steakhouse. um, And... Six of them uh, ate together at Avon Louis. They come back. One of them tests positive that night. They test him again twice Monday morning. He tests positive twice more. They're told 
you're out of the tournament. You guys are out because of contact tracing. Um, you're out of the tournament. The refs are pissed because they feel like, hey, you know what? The rooms weren't ready. The food wasn't ready. And, and again, the rule was going to be once you get in the hotel, you're basically stuck in the hotel unless you're working a game. That's it. Now, again, they hadn't actually gone in, checked in the hotel. But I, I think it's a combination of both both's fault in a way, right? I think the rooms obviously should have been ready. The food should have been ready. Even if the rooms weren't ready, they should have had a setup for them to eat yeah. dinner yeah. and stay there. And then there's some accountability probably in the refs too of, of hey – you can't then go out for dinner and sit near each other, knowing that if one of you tests positive, you're all going to be potentially tossed out of the tournament. Um, I just don't understand. So Teddy's been, he got his second vaccine about a week ago, almost a week ago now. All right. He was a few days. He got it a few days before everything blew up here. Um, but I think what the refs were trying to say is, well, why can players contact trace for seven days and then be allowed to play but you're kicking us out of the tournament why can't we be allowed to officiate starting the sweet 16 yeah because these are six of the best bob yeah no that Higgins, makes valentine john gaffney kip kissinger ray natilly these are six of the best that we have i i don't understand that either that that to me that's a logical uh, approach that, that should have been taken i mean this is the best emotional overreaction on the part of the ncaa i think to go that far i mean let's be practical here but that i mean that's that's a draconian response i think i'm sorry yeah so no, teddy well, didn't want to leave so but it does remind you of the precariousness of everything and, and yep. how yep. how careful people have to be and and, and we'll be damn lucky if we if that's the end of it if we right. don't have any other subsequent you know we've already got what Oklahoma's going to lose a kid, key yep. player. Yes, right? really and, good player. Yeah, and it won't be the last. I mean, it's uh, Moses Wright. I broke it last night. Moses Wright, ACC Player of the Year, Bob, is out for Georgia Tech against Loyola. Oh, they won God. the ACC title. Just How I miss that. He's their best player. Yeah, I know. I know. So I he that. tested positive, so he's done probably for the tournament. I mean, he's not going to play at this point. Certainly not in the first round game. Not in the first weekend. So. Um, yeah, and these kids have been here in the hotel, not allowed to roam freely, I don't think, within their hotels, but they are they are allowed to move around a little bit. And the coaches have told me, like, yeah, we see other coaches, we pass other teams, we talk to other coaches when we pass them. Because we've been yep. seeing these guys, a lot of these coaches in two years, there's been no Final Four last year, no right. recruiting. So they're talking to each other. Now, again, with masks on, but, you know, you got players, it, it's not a bubble. I guess is what I'm saying. It's not a bubble. Yeah. So I, right. I feel like hopefully we'll be okay here and it won't, it won't permeate through a bunch of teams. But I don't think we're, we're done. I don't think we're done seeing positive tests. Oh, no, I, we're probably aren't. And, and I just – and I'm going to say, I don't want to – hey, human beings, so I don't want to say, well, I, I, what if player X on Gonzaga gets – as opposed to a player – Ex on Norfolk State, you know, or 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 so or so somebody who's going to be a, for a couple of games. No, you don't want to go that way. It's, All right, it's, give me give me the the storyline that you are most looking forward to see with this NCAA tournament, Bob. Is there something that well, you are just you know? Is it Gonzaga yeah. running the table and having a chance to be the first undefeated team since Indiana and Bob Knight in '76? Is it 
Baylor? Is it, uh, you know, what, what is it for you? All right, all right, all right, now go in this order. Um, it is Gonzaga number one because of the fact that uh, you know, I'm a student of history. I love history. I love every, all kinds of history. And I, and, and I, I was there in Philadelphia in 1976. You know, I was there for the, 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 the game against Michigan, the first year that of, of the multiple teams from the same tournament, from the same conference being allowed in the tournament. And lo and behold, the Big Ten gets two finalists, yeah. you know, yeah. in, in uh, Indiana and Michigan. So I was there and, and uh, Bob Knight was, was my, uh, he can't, even in, even in victory, you know, he, he was sm- snarky because he saw that Quinn Buckner got named to the all tournament team and he didn't, and he, and he had to have a remark that he didn't think the media was smart enough to do that. <laughs> oh. Or words to that effect. You know, even in this moment of glory then, you know. Yeah. No all sure. right. So, okay. So anyway, 45 years. Yep. And we've seen uh, we, you know, how few teams have even gotten this far. Right. And right. Uh, undefeated. And I think the, the pressure will mount with each yeah. game yep. about the, the, the weight of the history, the thing. And they'll try to ignore it and downplay it. And, and, and in their case, they have two things going on. They've got that, and they've got their own saga, as this thing is built over 22 years that they're being in this tournament consecutively, and, and, and multiple number one seedings, and of a, a one trip to the, the, the V game where they laid a brontosaurus egg with one of their worst games, if not their worst game they played all year on the wrong night. You know, I mean, I, I like to think if they play, you know, four out of seven, they would have won or three out of five, but they didn't. They, they stumped that night. Anyway, these kids aren't privy to that, but the fans know, you know what it's like. See, players, all, all athletes, there's, they, they only know what it's in their moment. Fans yeah. bring the history. Fans, fans bring the history. And That's also, a good point. You're right. You're right. You know, players so, wouldn't know. Yeah. I mean, it's like with the Red Sox, you know, when they finally – you know, all those Red Sox teams over the years, yeah. as, as it mounted, and get right. the funding about the 86 years. Johnny you know, Damon had no said, idea. In our issue, we, we, I wasn't there in 1946 when we lost to the Cardinals in seven. Right. I wasn't there in 75. But the fans, if you weren't there, your, your grandfather was, and, and they told you all about it. Anyway, Gonzaga has this going for them now, against them now. Yeah. They've got this history. Yeah. So there's no yeah. other team in this tournament with the dual pressures that they have at this mo- moment in time. You know, which is and you crazy. know, and I know yeah. they're good enough to overcome all this. <laughs> you know? yeah, but, it's, it's crazy that we're talking Gonzaga, the favorite, the heavy. I mean, imagine if I told you this 10 years ago, Bob, oh, Gonzaga, the uh, favorite, heavy favorite to win the national title. You would have been like, no chance that ever happens. They're always going to be Cinderella. They're a great program, but they're never going to be able to compete with Kentucky and Duke. And right now we've got Kentucky and Duke. Kay and Calipari watching this tournament as observers like you and me. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's number one. Number two is it's been a year at a big 10 as well as the pack, uh, the, the, the uh, uh, big 12. I understand that they've been great too, but the, the big 10 has gotten a little bit more to, of the, of the publicity for being great than the big 12 has. Okay. I think that's a fair statement. And I know I've seen more of the big 10 and I can't believe how many good teams I, are in the big 10, but it's one has risen a little bit to the top and that's Illinois. I know Michigan's a number one seed too, but because of the liver situation, right. I have to eliminate them. I'm yeah. sorry. There's only going to be a limit. It's so, it's so sad. It's too damn bad, yep. you know, because they could easily have gone to the, win a championship, but right now 
I, I, and, and, and I think Baylor have never regained what they were before the, the three-week COVID layoff. Quite I, as I talked to Scott Drew yesterday, Bob. I talked to him for a while yesterday. I, I'll tell you a quick story. Yeah, go ahead. A quick story. So yesterday, I get my credential, and you're allowed to go in the, um, uh, the uh, uh, what do you call it, the convention. You're allowed to go in as media. You're allowed to go in the convention, but you're limited where you can go. And nobody's in there. They're not ready because there's no games in Lucas Oil this weekend. So, so nothing's ready, but the teams are practicing in Lucas Oil. They've got two courts set up. They've got it broken up into two courts. Yeah. I guess for the first games at Lucas Oil are, well, they're, they're tomorrow. Yeah, they're Friday. So they still got a couple more days, uh, or they had a couple more days yesterday. So I walk through, and nobody's really there. You know, like, I, I can't get to the court. They have security there. But there's <clears throat> an elevator. So, you know, being me, I go up the elevator, right? Like, let yeah. me check some stuff out here. Um, nobody's telling me I can't. So I go up, uh, top floor, the suite level. You can't see anything because you got to have the combination to punch in to get in any of the suites. I go mm-hmm. down a level, 300 level. I'm fine. I'm watching Baylor practice. I'm watching Baylor practice. I'm not supposed to, but I'm watching Baylor practice. I'm seeing. We won't. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I told David Warlock, I told him, I said, listen, if you want me to come on as security, I, I got no problem. If you want to pay me a few extra bucks and I'll, I'll help out and, and do a dual <laughs> role and help you with security, I got no problem. Uh, I love Warlock. So I, I kind of told them that. So hopefully they'll, they'll stiffen up the security a little bit. But um, so I talked to Scott Drew later. He actually waved to me from the 300 level. I was way up. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. You know. um, but, but what he said was, listen, we have not – we played so many games after coming back from the, um, from the pause mm-hmm. in such a short time. We didn't have time to practice. It was prepare, play a game, prepare, play a game every day. So he said we finally had time to practice here. We've had three good days of practice in a row. I think our defense will be much better than it was uh, coming back from the pod. Okay. All right. Well, that, that's good. Because, you know, there was a point in time when I, I was advocating that Gonzaga and Baylor should on a seven-game barnstorming tour of America. And, yeah. you know, and, and, but now I would substitute ba- uh, Illinois for Baylor at the moment. In that yeah, I mean, Illinois is playing better. They are. Listen, there's nothing great. wrong with that. You and my new favorite player, Andre Corbello. And, <laughs> I mean, that kid is so electrifying. He's just sheer fun yeah. yep. I think you know so I hope right. I, I love people to him this is a kid from from uh, Christ the King right he's from Long Island anyway I don't know yeah. if he's from Christ the King I'm not sure but he's got, but he's, he's got a, a lot he's of a, he's a New York yeah he's got a lot he's, of he's, he's, his game. He's, he's a slightly built kid you know he, but he's Gritty, he's smarty, he's a pest, and he's a good one. This episode of the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn. 2021 is looking up. New beginnings means new opportunities to grow your business. And if part of your strategy is adding new members to your team, well, LinkedIn Jobs finds that right person very quickly. To make things better, your job post is absolutely free. When your business is ready to make that next hire, find the right person with LinkedIn Jobs. And now you can post a job for free when you head over to linkedin.com slash scribe. LinkedIn is an active community of professionals with more than 722 million members worldwide. Getting started is easier than ever with new features to help you find qualified candidates quickly. Post a job with targeted screening questions and LinkedIn 
will quickly get your role in front of more qualified candidates as functions are streamlined onto one simple screen. And now you can do this from your mobile device. No matter where you are, no matter where the day takes you, that's how LinkedIn Jobs can help you hire the right person faster. And let's face it, a hell of a lot easier, right? When your business is ready to make that next hire, find the right person with LinkedIn Jobs. And now you can post a job for free. Just visit linkedin.com slash scribe. Again, that's linkedin.com slash scribe to post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Now let's get back to Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman. Then the other thing, of course, is I'm, I'm so sad that if Loyola beats Georgia Tech, and I don't think that's inconceivable, even though Georgia Tech is the ACC champion, who knew, right? Uh, hi, Josh, congratulations. I'm for radio. That's nice. Uh, they go up against Illinois right away. I know. That's too damn bad because I love Loyola. And, and not because of Sister Jean, but I love Cameron Crutwig. And I'm so, I want to just congratulate him for staying there because I'm telling you, I, when I saw them in 2018, you know, I said, well, that kid's out of there. Somebody's going to steal him. Some bigger schools, yep. some power five team totally. is going to poach him in school. And, and, and we'll never get through that. This is it. Hey, and here he is three years later, you know, senior leader, a yeah. nice player, good player, good player. I don't know if he's an NBA player, but he's certainly a Europe player. Yeah, I don't think he's a, I don't think he's an NBA guy, but man, you're right. But he, he knows how to play the game. He's physically limited. You know, I mean, he's not an at a great athlete, but he knows how to play basketball. He and sure I, I love guys like that. That's why I love college basketball. So um, that, and I'm just thinking anybody else. Uh, I, I, I like Iowa. I still, you know, once again, a big 10. I love the, who did you I, pick? Well, let's get your your final I, four. Gonzaga, I picked my final four was Gonzaga, Alabama, Baylor, and Illinois. I know it's so chalky, and 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 I I just couldn't figure out Florida State would probably be uh, uh as opposed you know I got Alabama beating Florida State, but uh, not surprisingly, uh, and 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 I know there's another team in that down there that could be upset everything, and that's Texas. And I know you like Texas. I do. I picked Texas. I, I went kind of chalk too. I went Gonzaga, Baylor, Illinois, Texas. Yeah. Uh, and I'm taking Baylor to win it all. I'm, I'm going to take him to get their mojo back and beat Gonzaga in the title game. Well, I, I, I got nothing against Scott Drew and Baylor and, and, and I like watching him play too, but God damn, I want Gonzaga to do it. I just yeah, do. Listen, I'll take either Gonzaga or Baylor winning it all. And I think As somebody who's had a beer and Jack and dance. I, I, I want to, I want to see Gonzaga win. So I do listen. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, fin- we'll finish with one NBA uh, uh, note here, uh, one topic, because I don't think we can avoid it, uh, because now uh, Kyrie Irving's Brooklyn Nets are tied atop the East with the Philadelphia 76 yeah. Robert. What do you think yes. of that? I think that I have to salute Mr. James Harden for carrying them to where they are in the absence of Durant, and yep. in, in the in the inconsistent appearances of Kyrie Irving, yeah. which, by the way, who's surprised? <laughs> you know, I'm not. Nobody. And the guy is reinvented himself in, 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 into a, a dream player because 40 and 15, you can't just you can't poo poo that. Maybe. And it's not the first time he's had a box score with 40 and 15 assists. He's leading the league in assists. I never would have believed it. And I mean, I know he always had his system. Remember we were kidding earlier in the year we talked and I said, I know he has a system, but I, I think what he's done is bribe all the scorekeepers 
because I don't remember any of those assists in other years. You know what I'm saying? It always was dribble, 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 dribble down to the 18 on the clock and then make a move, go to the basket or, or step back for the three. But obviously he's given the ball up to people so they can get, take a bit full advantage of it. He's been remarkable. You're talking MVP. I'm sorry. It has to start with him right now. I don't care. With you. I don't, and that's all due respect to Giannis and LeBron and, and, and uh, Curry and Doncic. I'm sorry. Uh, now, I, I'm, I'm, you know, you know, I don't want to like him, but Bob, he's making Bob. me. Can I read you the players that played alongside him last night in their win against Indiana? Okay. I'm going to read you this team. This, you're going to be blown right. away. I mean, Joe Harris, obviously a really good shooter. Bruce Brown, Boston's own Bruce Brown, who played at Vermont <laughs> Academy and then went to Miami. Tough kid. He played 24 minutes. DeAndre Jordan starts in the middle. That's fine. Landry Shamit. Yeah. He had three points last night. Their bench, Jeff Green, Nicholas Claxton. I bet you don't even know who Nicholas Claxton is. He played at Georgia. Uh, Talented uh, big I, kid. Big six ten. And I think Tyrone uh, 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 Tyler John. Related to Speedy, by the way. Do you know? He was not related to, to Speedy. I don't think. No, that's, uh, and then that's, Tyler that's, Johnson. Those were the guys yeah. who played minutes last night. Their top eight. Yeah. Um, no, it's amazing. By the way, Joe Harris is a tremendous complimentary player for them. I mean, he's shooting 50% on threes almost, if he is not. Uh, he's a tremendous complimentary player. I mean, he's the, he's the J.J. Redick of our time now, of the new, the new J.J. Redick, except maybe even, you know, as good or maybe even better. He's 6'6", six, six too. But um, anyway, is- I know, it's, you're right. It's a, it's, it's, it's a great story. You know, it's, it's a story. It's a, it's a really, I mean, the, so, the, the the is when it matters, what are they going to do? Like the regular season really is irrelevant for the Brooklyn Nets for, for the most part. The question is, can and, they get to the NBA finals? And really, and seating doesn't matter this year because there's no, you know, the, right. even, even there will be fans, but it won't be as, you know, don't we need this? Don't we need this NBA finals matchup, Bob, this year? Like, don't we have to get Lakers Nets now? I, I think, yeah, I, I don't ordinarily like to think in those terms and yeah. I like to think in the network's terms of the, you know, I like that just whoever bubbles up and, and you know, like if Utah gets there or, or Phoenix Suns, I would love to see the Suns, you know, sure. get there myself. Um, but yeah, I know what you're saying. It would, it would be the best way to attract attention to a league that. Uh, even you, uh, even you, don't you want to see that matchup with, that many great players in the court and Kyrie, you know, can he, like, what would he be like in the NBA finals? And I don't know. I, I just, there's a lot of great story. Well, uh, yeah. I quickly, the LeBron thing, you know, just continues to, you know, just dazzle, dazzle people speaking. By the way, we welcome him into the Boston uh, ownership community. Wow. Uh, you know that. So I mean, about that, huh? LeBron hey. buys- are you and he going to be hanging? You think in the press box one day or hey, something? No, you know, you never know. I mean, but he's, he's better not be wearing that Yankee hat, though. You better put that <laughs> in the closet. For That's me, right. You know, but but uh, he's he's something. You know, this is an interesting story. Yeah, for people who don't know, LeBron James is bought into Fenway Sports Group, so he's now who also owned the Liverpool team. And and uh, now uh, he did, is is this a conflict of interest? Doesn't he have an interest in the in some football team across the pond already? I thought he did, but. But anyway, I just can't wait to see him like at a at Fenway Park. Like it's gonna oh, to show up now. He's right. got to. Oh yeah, he's got to. He'll be there uh, at some point. This Alex Cora was was singing LeBron's praises yesterday, welcoming welcoming him and saying how much he admires him on and off the court. You know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. 
So yeah, yeah, that's that's so that's what's happening in the end. And by the way, the Utah Jazz came in and kicked the Celtics' ass, and and uh, Phoenix Suns continue to roll on. Yeah, I mean, listen, the Celtics are still. It's like spinning their wheels a little bit. Oh, you know, you just you don't feel good about them. You feel like they're just mediocre. You know, they're. Well, well, you look at them now, and you're like, they're probably. You know, know, I I I think you have to be very judicious with the with the famous Parcells phrase. You know because I don't believe in it as a rule that you are what your record says you are. There were many mitigating circumstances, 100%. but you and I have watched this team to know that if there ever was a team <laughs> that is what its record says it is yeah. based on the way they have gotten to this point in time, it is the 2021 Boston Celtics, right? It's, it's <laughs> frustrating uh, because again, they have more talent on their top four guys, uh, but their bench just, it's it, again, you know, it's just okay. I, you know, I talked to Danny Ainge a little bit the other day. He actually called me Micah Shrewsbury, got the pension yes. job. And Micah was with Brad at Butler and with the Celtics. And Danny was was singing his praise. He loves yeah, everybody. Loves very happy for Micah Shrewsbury, I know. Great that. guy, like incredible human being. And Danny was, we were talking about some some things. And one of which was, he was asking me why a lot of NBA assistants aren't in the mix for more college head jobs. And, and I agree with him to some extent because NBA assistants grind it out. Like, I'm, I'm not a proponent of, again, the former NBA guy player who's, who's made $100 million being a, a college coach. But an NBA assistant, I, I think, wouldn't be bad. The, the one difference, they'll work, and they'll, they'll work at recruiting. The one difference is they don't have all the contacts in the relationships right away. So you got to hire a staff. But we are talking about that a little bit. And then, obviously, I asked them about uh, the team and – you know, what, what he thought he was going to be able to do uh, here down the stretch. And it just sounds like he, he'd like to add a piece if he could, but I don't think he feels like optimistic that they're going to make some major deal or anything like that at this point. By the way, I hadn't realized uh, Brad Stevens goes back uh, with Micah Shrewsbury to high school. Oh, I didn't know that. And, and they, uh, yeah, they go back to high school and he's known him uh, uh, since wow. he was 15, 16 years old and says he was always a leader. And a guy that he would even look up to at that point in time. So, so the Penn State people, you know, sounds like they've got themselves a good guy. You got a good one. I guess we cannot, Bob, uh, finish this podcast without talking about your Boston College Eagles and, and their hire as a head coach early. Well, you have to tell me, look, I, I, I know, I just know Earl Grant's record. And I, I know, you know, that, that and I, uh, I don't know because. On, I don't personally until the until the last few days when I picked up some I had no buzz on Earl Grant prior to this. Yeah, he, he was kind of like the ultimate dark horse candidate. I had I've been told his name a couple of days before it happened, and honestly, just tossed it out. I was like, all right, Damon Stoudemire, Earl Grant, and a guy named Rob Lanier at Georgia State were all thrown out oh, to me. Yeah, and I just felt like all right, they're all kind of guys that he's interviewing Pat Kraft, who's the the new AD. At BC, but you know he's going to hire Mark, Mark Schmidt at the end of the day. Like this is a layup, you know, an alum who's done an unbelievable job at St. Bonaventure. And uh, listen, all the power. I'm happy for Old Grant. I hope he succeeds. I know you hope he succeeds, but he's got no experience in New England, nothing, zero, zilch. And in the best job in the CA, College of Charleston, he went to one tournament in seven years. And they have been mediocre the last couple of years. So it, it, it concerns me. It's a complete outside the box hire. And, um, 
he better hire a good you, staff. Um, I have to tell you that this is a, the ultimate aside. Yeah. But when I first found out that they were interested in Earl Grant, and I looked them up, and and for me, Earl Grant is a a guy who had a one-hit wonder song in the late fifties. A singer organist, Earl Grant, the end. A great song. I recommend you. You can YouTube it. And, and and this is the Earl Grant I knew. And I always you know. So that that's all. I just had to throw that out there. The end. Yeah. He, what 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 type of uh, music was it? It was a ballad, a very good ballad. You know, so it was in the late fifties. It was a it was a. Uh, a, 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 a what was it called? Whoa. The end. Was it flat? The end. But Earl Grant. Till the end of time. No, not till the end of time. The end. The end? Hold on. It's called The End. Not till the end of time. I could sing that one too, but you don't want me to. I, I want you to sing The End. I, I don't. At the end of the story. Ba 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 ba. Here we go. At the Here end go. of the story. And he's an organist too. Is that it, Bob? I know it. That's it. Right? Was it pretty good? No way. There it is. It. Earl Grant, you have it. The other Earl Grant. The other Earl Grant. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, listen, um, I'm going to get out. I'm going to see if anybody's actually arrived here in Indy. Oh, the, the atmosphere is. An adventure. This yeah. is an adventure. Yeah, it's going to be. I fun. love adventures. Listen, you know, it's so. going to be a lot of fun, Bob. Um, again, if you catch me complaining, yell at me because uh, I don't want to oh, be. I want to point out for I'm at six o'clock. I am turning on the Mount St. Mary's game because oh. I want to see Chung Kuo. Yes, He's really a good guard. He's an excellent little guard. Yeah, he is. He is. All right, so there you have it. Uh, Ryan and Goodman podcast. Make sure you tune in next week again. We will Wait, have. Well, I, I don't want to get the Asian community over my back here. It's you got it. Junk Okay. There it is. There it is. Uh, and we'll talk soon. <laughs>